You're listening to Biz Souls, the business podcast with an edge, hosted by me, Rona Lewis, and Jeffrey Hansler. Tune in for perspectives and discoveries about the changing world of business. It's time to connect to the heart, soul, and humor of how business gets done. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting adventure in podca- in business podcast land. Welcome to Biz Souls. I'm one of your hosts, Rona Lewis. I'm Jeffrey Hansler, and we get to the heart and soul of business and the people who make it happen. In this case, the people today would be us. Exactly. And we're talking about Rona's favorite subject and one of the reasons we got together. Um, because he argues with me about it a lot and it makes me prove a lot of things. We are talking about play and play at at work. Um, and... You know, and play, or title, play makes people stay, or that's that's one the short version. Yeah. Employees who play at work stay at their workplace. That's another title. For well, yes, one. and you, you had actually changed it, and we didn't write it down, so I don't I don't remember what you had. You had wanted to change it, and I play can't makes people stay. It it does at least you know part of the time, and uh, I have to say that uh, you know Jeffrey and I have been having a lively discussion about you know the background of play and needing proof and scientific facts and things like that and you know although it has been studied in some sense since the late 1800s there's not a lot on play in the workplace uh no there's not and and we will get into that and it and ron is absolutely right i've been uh, uh been working on a journey now now some people think I used to look at people that got older and I'd say, God, they're just a cranky old person. I'm beginning, I don't know, maybe I'm beginning to understand why they're cranky and old. Maybe it's because they look around and they go, the world is absolutely not. And maybe that's what's going on. Or maybe I'm just a cranky old man. Anyway, Rona has gotten it because I've been, um, what was your comment? Uh, I've been uh, negative about everything. Negative about everything. And she goes, when, not that I go to extremes. When was the last time you were happy? And I'm thinking I was just happy uh, about ten minutes ago. Anyway, we're gonna we're gonna include you in this little insanity session because because yeah. hey, we're all about getting on the edge. And I am going to be. I'm not gonna. It's not the devil's advocate advocate role because the devil's advocate um you know they've they've actually done studies on that and you lose a lot of people Uh it is the idea of having healthy conversations healthy conflict and be able to talk about things and when we talk about play we're going to talk about emotional intelligence we're also going to talk about psychological safety which is critical Mm -hmm. and we're going to have one without the other although you know i think companies are kidding themselves oh absolutely and and they're lying and they're and they're thinking that they can handle play the way they handle everything else and just kind of give it superficial lip service or superficial Well, you know, what they, they don't really understand it. And, you know, HR people who have a lot on their, their plate, they are, they are taught certain things and, and certain ways of doing things that is not nece- doesn't necessarily work because they haven't necessarily studied the the various aspects of it and the history and the psychology of it, because that's where any and all research is done. It's psychology. It's it's mental. Well, I, I think a business, the reason play is counter to business is also part of the reason play is 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 so critical in society and even more critical now. And it's starting to get conversations about it. I, I think people are still dealing with it superficially. And I don't want to gild that lily. I want to kind of get into it rather than do that. So, Rona, why don't you tell us what's the main theme for play and the, and the main well, points that you want to cover? When you're looking for your your workers to be their best selves and you know be as as present as as possible and be as productive as possible it's it's a smart thing to put various aspects of purposeful play which is there's a method to the madness basically because it removes more of that uh, negativity and extra stress that they may have because of uh, fear or whatever and they 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 kind of re-engage because they have more trust and they have they they flip their, their mindset. So play isn't just an activity; it's also an attitude of what's right. what's possible and being being open. That's the main point. And then, what are the 
how are we going to cover the topic today? And so, and really, I'm I'm I've asked Rona to allow us to do it this way, and she's definitely not comfortable with how we're approaching it. No, she's, I am going out of my comfort. She's zone. She's going out of her comfort zone. She's trying different things because I've been uh, kind of on a rant on some things, and she's a little nervous. Hopefully, she's a little excited about the conversation. And uh, so, depends what are how the, it ends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, what are the points? What are the points? Well, the uh, the first one is basically what is is play? Is there a definition of play? And is play in fact for business? You know, that's that's a combination. You know, point point one where we're talking about how we have become because of society and the craziness of the world fearful of anything that isn't serious what you're saying is is businesses have got straight jackets so they're asking right. to play mm-hmm. and in the same token by the same token it, it, people that play at work are the the way they have been they playing. are stymied they're stymied they're 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 looked against they get called to hr now all kinds for of the things. littlest things and we have lost our sense of humor. We have lost our, you know, playfulness of life because we are so fearful that, and it's, I hate to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. I don't care. The younger generation is so adamant about being PC and the, and even well, PC is, has changed. So the younger generation, this has been going around for a long time. This mm. PC stuff has been way from the 80s started probably with the 60s it probably started before burning bras things like that yeah, <laughs> yeah and it was like oh you can't do that and i i look business business is inherently structured look they want processes and they want systems mm-hmm. And they want those processes and systems to flow. And it's great, except for people. People, people don't screw fit. it all up. They well, do. And, yeah, and, and you know, purpose, some purposeful play absolutely has a reason, and it, it can have a process because you want to get through it to get to a target. Right. And at the same time, having a playful attitude means you are freer from constraints. So sometimes it's, it's an oxymoron. Right, right. Now, and that's where the conundrum comes in. Exactly, exactly. These are topics that Brona and I have been going over the last year since because mm-hmm. one of the reasons we got together was because of my fascination with play and the role it could play in business. Now, what's going on though is because of the hybrid work situation, companies are worried about engagement. Because they're worried about engagement, they're trying to add fun and games to things. They're talking about psychological safety, and because they're, and they're now classes are being developed by L and D on psychological safety. And I think that all of this is like we're we're moving uh, we're moving chairs on the Titanic, folks. You know, we're we're worried about who's in first class and who's in second class. Well, and and I think good. that we're heading for a serious disaster in terms of of what's coming and i think that it's going to um, to build up and i think there are going to be some major problems going forward unless we start dealing with this mm-hmm. uh, in a good way and we're willing to do it and i think for the most part fear is what uh, business people are just terrified the, well, the yeah, business and it, owners and investors that yeah are just i was um in contention for a large convention to offer up a one cl- one breakout or a workshop uh, dealing with careers and we want you to throw play in it and I was like these people have no idea what they're doing they just heard the word play somebody read about it part of the, right. the hiring uh, committee and I'm like we want to do that and in our interview I was like and, and they they were asking me specific questions I'm like well I can't give you the specific answers until I know the demographics, what, you know, and what you're looking to do and what they're looking to do. You know, there's there, if, if, if you want to throw in play, it's not just a free for all. And she had no idea what she was asking and, and why, because it was so unfamiliar that she, she ended up, they ended up going with someone else who either charged a lot less or told them what they wanted to, to hear. Right. And so I, I want to bring up too, because this is really important. Right now, Bill Maher is absolutely on fire talking about some of the ridiculous things going in. Mm-hmm. He's a commentary. I mean, the guy's been fired from jobs. He's been sued by right. presidents. Right. And what, the thing that's really bothering me, I can tell, the, uh, I believe the core of it is, 
he just there's we're we're putting a cap on play and people are attacking comedians and they're trying to shut down anybody that says anything that mm-hmm. doesn't follow the norm. Yeah. So this is going on and he's famous and this is he's still getting a ton of flack for it. Yeah. Dave Chappelle has just gone completely rogue in what he's doing and his he's new program. No, no, and his new program. God, well, uh, is it um, Un- unstoppable? Un- no, oh. uh, unforgiven. Unforgiven. Yeah. Or unforgived. Unforgived. Okay. I think he was. Okay. It was kind of a play on stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about corporate business mm-hmm. and its relation to comedy in the comedy world for people that make money in comedy and how unfun it is because the businesses are just they don't get it. And then he was complimenting Netflix because they did get it. Mm-hmm. The, the thing is, though, these are famous people. And so Netflix can't avoid Dave Chappelle. Whereas if it was Joe Blow employee and they had a similar complaint about them misusing or being mistreated, the corporation would have just gone, yeah, <clears throat> next, you're out of here. And this is the problem. It is an inherent problem in what's going on in business now and in the mentality of leadership. And mm-hmm. it's really seriously, I think, as we go through this subject, and we, we've kind of really been building this up, go through this subject, I think we're going to see the, that the problem isn't the, the play. The problem is the attitudes behind play. Course, and I think well, there's a reason for it. What do you mean the attitudes behind play? For, for what? In what, in what you sense? just expressed it with this gal. Hi, we are going to have play oh, yeah. in a program. Why? Well, they asked for it because we'd heard it yeah. was great. Yeah. There's, there's absolutely, you know, no one is doing the work. Nobody's doing critical, no one. I, I'm generalizing. Sorry about are that. Are you? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> look, we need to do a lot more critical. We need to think about what we're doing. And, critical and, thinking is, is what and he said. I'm, he didn't complain. Right. Yes. And, <laughs> yes, exactly. Because he's getting he's getting on his soapbox, so he's not complaining. Well, i got to tell you, the, the L&D community, of which I'm part of, is driving me absolutely nuts with the stuff that they're putting out. And the hypocrisy in the programs they're delivering and how mm-hmm. they're running their companies is is disgusting. That's the only word I have for it. Well, it's you know, what, um, even what, when we did our uh, when we did our seminar on play for the L and D community, remember afterwards I had people asking me, "Well, how do I do this? How do I do this?" I'm like, I'm like, I'm not telling you my all my uh, secrets. You have go do your research. Well, yeah, and people are being lazy and they're yeah. figuring out how do I get quick success. By the way, this is in the current generation again, mm-hmm. although they seem to get the credit for it because there are now more opportunities to get overnight success. Mm-hmm. This has been an illness for a while, everybody. When I started, I mean, back in, gee, the dark ages, and <laughs> when I started in business, uh, you know, I wanted, why, why can't I be president? It, it's not, they, they're just expressing the idea more and, and, and they haven't thought about it. Yeah. Or why it works. Yeah. Anyway, so let's get on to it. Okay. So your first point is? What is play? And is play for business? I, I think we should actually start from the very beginning. Let's let's talk about the science of, of play. I'm going to mention a couple of names. and Or do you want to start with the animals first? No, I, I, I kind of wanted to respond to, to what you were saying. And then I'm going to counter with a few points. Because we don't, I mean, we've already taken like, That's I don't okay. know, 20 minutes to get to this point. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want people going to sleep for a three hour podcast. Why don't you try your, why don't you hit your science where it goes? I have, uh, I like to talk about Mihai Csikszentmihalyi, who is a Hungarian-American psychologist, he he coined the term flow in 1975, actually. And you cannot, you know, when when you're in a true state of of play, you are in a state of of flow. When you know time goes away, you're so in the moment. You know, you can be be reading a book or running, and that you are, you know, just so totally in it, the rest of the world just ceases to exist. And then there's my favorite, Dr. Stuart Brown, uh, who was basically the godfather of, of play. He founded the National Institute for Play. And I want to read two parts 
to his definition. He defines play. He says, play is a state of mind rather than an activity. It's an absorbing. I don't agree with that statement because he's saying rather than an activity. I think it's it's both. And he even say, says, it's an absorbing, apparently purposeless activity that provides enjoyment and a suspension of self-consciousness and sense of time. It's also self-motivating and makes you want to do it again. It's a state of mind and an activity. And notice he uses the term activity as opposed to game. We're going to get into that a little bit more. I do not, the, I don't like the term game for play because it connotes winners and losers and nobody likes to, to lose and then you don't, then it's not playful. I disagree. I, I, and that's okay. No, no, no. I, 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 yeah. That statement, nobody likes to lose. If you're, if you're not willing to lose, why would you enter a competition? And people enter competitions all the time. Because so, they want to win. Yeah, they want to win. Yeah. If, you don't, if you don't play, though, you can't lose. You can't win. The and very, well, yes. They may not like the feeling they get when they lose. Right. There's no reason that, that we should kill games because of that, though. No. And... When you go into business, play for business, the more sore losers sort of thing you have, the less they will want to engage in the future. And so and that's, that's, a, that's, that's a, a big difference. Yeah, and that's a great point that you bring up. So you're trying to protect business right. and people in the business environment from the business environment, right? which makes perfect sense. Exactly. I think so. Let me go on to talk about or uh, read about Dr. Brown when he talks about breaking it down for business. When employees have the opportunity to play, they actually increase their productivity, engagement, and morale. It begs the question, why aren't all companies insisting on more playtime? And he says, not only does having a playful atmosphere attract young talent, but experts say play at work can boost creativity and productivity in people of all ages. There's good evidence that if you allow employees to engage in something they want to do, which is playful, there are better outcomes in terms of productivity and motivation. Now, I have to put a caveat on that because just, you know, you could say, well, you know, we have beer and ping pong tables. Those are very playful and, you know, beer makes you relax so that you can be more open. And if you start drinking beer and just playing ping pong, all you're going to do is have drunk ping pong players and they're not necessarily going to be more motivated to work and have productivity. You know, Which is why the video cameras and the recording devices should be on in case a good <laughs> idea comes across. And if not, it can be used against them in court. Yeah. So there you go. That's why I have a caveat, uh, caveat on purposeful play and, and a tune play, which is from Gwen Gordon, who I uh, studied with. And her theory of a tune play is related to attachment theory. And she says play isn't only the path to wherever you're going, but it's the destination. And it's how we can attuned to each other. Just real real quick, she, she talks about three different kinds of, of theory um, of that there's a playground, a proving ground, and a, a battleground. And that's all about the, the attachment theory is how you were brought up. And it deals with uh, parents. If you had, you know, great, very secure upbringing, then you can see life as a playground. But if your if your parents were unreliable and made you made life a can I say that again, perpetual test, you see life as a proven ground. And if the caregiver is, is unsafe, it's a battleground. So all this shows how much you are able to take the world as a playground. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah it does. Yeah. So on my end, as Rona goes over this stuff, I, I keep asking for where's the hard science on it. And mm -hmm. there is, it's hard to find hard science. It is. It. And the reason is, is I don't think it exists, to tell you the truth. Uh, I don't think, I think there's, uh, people are using their intuition. Now, I want to speak up a little about intuition because this is where I think L&D is. L&D, one of their big things is I want to prove, we have to prove the ROI of a training program. And that's a, just a, it's the wrong argument. Learning and development is not about immediate ROI. Learning and development is an investment for things that may come out that you have no idea what it is. As people improve, you might be able to keep, um, it, you might run a class on 
uh, management. And maybe 10 years down the road, somebody might remember one thing of that management and they do the right thing. And as a result, a project goes ahead and it's wildly successful. Can you say it's from that class? You probably can't prove it. Mm -hmm. Intuitively, though, if people are educating themselves, lifelong learning, they're going to be better off. Yeah. Big preamble on that. This idea of play in humans, improving play in humans, I, I think is a wrong tactic. So if you look at behavioral genetics, mm -hmm. behavioral genetics, you look at the mammal world. Now, in the mammal world, they don't have PowerPoint. Squirrels don't are. have PowerPoint right. presentations, unless you're watching, you know. Uh, Winnie the Pooh or something, and they're all stuffed animals, so it doesn't matter. Uh, they don't. They don't have political strife. They have survival strife. They have leadership issues. They have all kinds of things. Where to put their nuts in the winter? <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> that started off, and I didn't know quite where you were going with that. Nuts in the winter get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> it's just, I, I, it's just a loose mind. Too much, too much of watching these comedians going on. Look, here's the thing. Uh, the main point about animal uh, behavior in play yeah. is they engage in it young, and they have all kinds of theories for it, and that they engage in it less when they get older. I believe the same thing goes on in the human room. We engage in play readily when we're younger, mm -hmm. and we don't engage in play when we're older. Absolutely. That's why kids laugh over 300 Which times is a day. why play is having such a... I'm sorry, I, I stepped right on that. That's what did okay. You say? Adults, uh, children laugh over 300 times a day. Adults, not even 35. Like I think like 18 times, if that much. Well, and here's the problem. Uh, you, you, if you, you can't laugh at work, uh, you know, everybody laughs when the boss tells a joke. Right. You know, and because why? It has nothing to do with the joke. It has nothing to do with humor. And everybody is on guard because they belong in a place that's psychologically unsafe. Right. All There's right. The fear. You can't have fear and play at the same time. Now, psychological safety. What is psychological safety? As I was going over with Rona... And talking about play and asking questions about stuff, Rona, Rona was like, holy macro, you're just criticizing, criticizing, criticizing. Yes, that's because my brain is shortcutting to all the stuff that doesn't add up and doesn't work for me on this stuff. Mm -hmm. Here is uh, play. Behavior is a multifactorial trait controlled by genes and environmental factors. We're just beginning to understand with CRISPR the 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 power of one genetic code within us. And I believe we have a genetic code of play that creates this flow and this genetic code of play that creates this creativity, a genetic flow of play that, cre that can con contribute to creating a safe environment. I don't think we know what it is and I don't think we can explain it. So wasting our time talking about the science of this when we don't have enough science yet is why, you know, Eventually, we'll probably figure out the science, just like somebody came up with a CRISPR. Well, yes. And and to that point, you know, I don't know. There's a, a lot of, and we actually have more studies and, and things like that, that that we didn't mention. And it's all under psychology. And can is uh, psychology is a science and they're just getting into, you know, play in, in business. It, it's It's all... <clears throat> All the the research is just about the play mindset as as children, you know, societally growing up. They don't they don't bring it into the workplace, and that's the issue at this point. Well, um, and then we've got people that are trying to teach the skill of psychological safety that uh -huh. have no business teaching psychological safety. I kind of agree with that. Um, I mean, and you can usually tell just by speaking to them. They. Um, I think we're doing, and LMD has a, has a responsibility with this, to, to, they should start saying, look, instead of trying to prove everything they're teaching, don't try and prove it. I mean, I remember the proof studies that came out on millennials this and millennials that, and any time a rule or a model has more exceptions than, uh, than you can find truths in it, it really is just a terrible model. Mm -hmm. And this idea of psychological safety and how we're trying to create a psychologically safe place uh, where you can have play, it's manufactured. There, I mean, what? It's, it's, it, it's not an easy task because I think there is always fear of pissing off your, your boss, not being, not being part of a team if you're on a, a team. What are the repercussions if I speak out? People say, oh, yeah, you can say anything. And then if you really say something, 
you're screwed. Right. So I don't know that it's ever possible to have a totally psychologically safe place. And at the same time, I, I do have uh, studies and percentages, you know, th stats, data that show that when you do put in purposeful play, it's at least uh, it, it brings it closer to that point. So go over those because I, those are valuable. And I think I, I think from our discussions, mm -hmm. you and I have kind of figured out why it doesn't work the way it's being done now. And then this gets back to L&D and what's yeah. going on. Well, you know, when you have a playful, there's there's something called a dose of play. When you have a playful mindset, you allow yourself that freedom of of play, your body releases dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins. Those are all the hormones that, those are the feel-good hormones. They boost the immune system, they stabilize your nervous system, and they provide a more positive attitude, and they can keep you in the present moment, which allows people to feel safer to share ideas. You know, it's like people who, people learn better when they're in a better mood. I agree, 100%. You, know? you so, and I both agree on this. Yes. 100%, and we know it. And I think everybody intuitively knows it because mm -hmm. they know what it's like working in that environment. Yes, and... But that gets to the problem. Mm -hmm. The problem is, can you say and joke around at work anymore? No, that gets into, well, do you want to hit point, point two now? Because that, that well, talks... Well, I just want people to understand what we're telling people and what we're trying to, we're asking them to do there are roadblocks being put in yeah. in place. So I just want to clear that up. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, part of what you cannot play without trust, vulnerability, and authenticity. And that all comes from psychological safety. So it's a it's a vicious cycle or vicious well, circle, I should yeah, say. Yeah. And, and please give a little grace to when you cannot play with that. Because if you take, you take this to play... Mm -hmm. Well, um, you know, I was playing rugby from 43 to 50, and, and there were guys on the team that, you know, I wouldn't necessarily trust with my wallet. I, I did trust. So and that is, that's a, a, a different form of play than play for business. Right. I trust them on the field. No, it's not. Because to me, that business, what a business, business isn't interested in play. They never will be interested in play. Uh -huh. They're interested in profits and growth. So, so you're talking about just... Um, trusting as as people to have your back for a purpose right so a business Hence purposeful the, play. The, the only reason a business is going to bring in play is it's going to help the people work better and right. and, and work yes together to that point yes so, i understand so rugby had a purpose mm -hmm. win the game and uh you know you didn't worry about how somebody said something to you on the rugby field oh he talked to me meanly or he, well, did, yes, or he and, said that and it it facilitates teamwork it facilitates collaboration it facilitates ideation not always because not, it's n nothing because is ever all or I, or nothing many I have, times so i had one me... guy jump in and take the ball from me i was coming to the, i was fielding the ball on the uh -huh. kickoff and i fielded and he slammed into me, and at the time, he slammed into both thumbs, broke one of my thumbs. And why? Because he didn't feel I was going to uh, mm -hmm. catch the ball. Oh, I had that in, uh, in, in softball a lot when I played oh. on a co-ed team. Right. And so did I trust that person after? No. no. As a matter of fact, next time the ball came, I was almost thinking, I'm going to step away from it because this idiot's here. And besides, my thumb was hurting. I decided instead because they, they did a... Uh, uh, there was a penalty on the play, and they did a kickoff. Well, over. and yes, and it's not necessarily, like I said, an all or nothing thing. When when people go into it with that with that that openness, with that authenticity and and um, vulnerability, that's when play comes in. The person you played you literally played with did not go in with that authenticity and vulnerability. He was not willing to trust you to be able to do your job as a team person. So now we've got businesses who have got these background environments that are interfering with play, and now we have individuals' That's background right. environment interfering with play. Mm -hmm. What's uh, um, uh, one more point in this section? I know we're bleeding into the next section. I just, for people to carry on, I, I think they're going to be doing what we do mm -hmm. by this conversation, which is we're, we're analyzing things and we're using critical thinking and we're looking for places. Does this work? Does this not work? Because it's an intuitive it is. approach. It is. And, you know, talk about intuitive part of what we do it, in, in the play world is do improv because it does keep you in the present moment. And there was a study at the University of Pennsylvania that showed that 
playful improv workshops similar to what we do before brainstorming sessions generated 37% more ideas on the the average. They, they basically prime the pump for creativity. And so it's, you know, there are different ways that you can bring play in that can, can help them. In 2019, 79% of employees that they that they did the study for claim that they gained motivation and purpose at the workplace because of productive and purposeful play activities. So it's it gets people in in a good mood. It's like going to a movie that feels good. What happens afterwards? You talk about it because it was it was fun and you get in a good mood and it gets people talking and that attunes you to each other and you kind of meet psychologically where where they they are and play does the same thing. So, yeah. Okay. You want to No, no. No, no. Just uh uh do you Any wanna, more in this section, or um, did you, you want to talk? Go to the next well, I, I I just wanted to touch on gamification, gaming, and play. That there is a, a difference. A lot of HR people are bring are are saying, oh, we have to bring in gamification or or games. And you know what? Sometimes online things like you teach uh, a class that that uh, has a game within it to teach about you know finance and 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 work and that is that is game uh gamification in game-based learning the game is the learning experience whereas in gamification the game uh, components are added to the traditional instruction on the average in the average play state games have a quantifiable outcome that's why there's winners and losers, which is, again, go, goes back to, I don't like to use the term play. Purposeful play can teach something without it being a game. You know, you, you can use an activity as opposed to a, a game. So that's, did I, did I make sense explaining that? Yeah. Okay. So that's, yeah. So I just wanted to make that, that fact that, you know, you can, there, there, there's something called forced fun or, or fake fun. Oh, we're going to gamify this. So it's, it's more fun. And a lot of times you will, you will have gamification and it's not true play. Just thinking back to if you're not getting along with people at work, because either the companies, you know, it doesn't take too many people. Maybe your supervisor is mistreating you. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe you're not getting along with an employee. Uh, the Christmas party or the uh, holiday party or the get-together retreat where everybody gets there and have fun, that's not fun if you're not enjoying yourself in general being right. associated with that group. Well, especially it's if you It's kind of like have... take my ball. I'm going to take my ball and leave, except they have the ball. They own the ball, so you can't right. take the ball and leave. Right. You have to get another ball from somebody else to do that. Um, Except nowadays, you don't have to do that. Again, it's this idea that if companies are just going to do a program on play Mm -hmm. or they're going to just do a program on psychological safety and they're not going to address with all the things that contribute to a lack of psychological safety and a lack of an unfun environment... Mm -hmm. They're wasting their money and they're wasting their time. I agree. Which yeah. maybe maybe business is smart not adapting to play now because I don't I it's it's gonna be difficult for them and most of them would have to change their culture. Well that's that's the big thing. That's why the it has to have buy in or the the company has to have buy in from the top down because, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Well, a lot of what's going on, because there's so much discontent, something's not not working. And it could be that play is the answer if people are willing to look at what's going on in a different way and using different tools to get their their people to a different point. Okay, so let's talk about how fearful we are about anything that's not, you know, serious. Yes, we have started play or we have started work with a puritan ethic because that's how the united states was uh, sure. started and it just doesn't work anymore well the um i i don't just think we're we're fearful of anything that's not serious i think we're fearful of everything at work i mean I agree. the yes, punitive absolutely. nature of work the first thing you get is all the rules all the things you can't do uh, you get told what you can't do. If you go outside of the norm, it, you've got still companies that have got dress codes. You show up outside the dress code that, you know, or, you know, in the old days, it used to be if you wear wore right about the 80s and the 90s. If you wore a suit to work just when things are starting to get a little casual. It was like, oh, looking for a job today. Right. That's and right. it was like, really? 
Only people would do that, and then people would like, oh, I got to make sure I change before I, yeah. I, I do that. Well, now people go for interviews in, in hoodies. Really? Could you dress more like crap when you go for an interview? <laughs> At least make it a new one. I mean, rather than play, maybe maybe businesses, uh, because businesses are a fearful place on stuff. If you stand out, if you say anything, if you say something and somebody doesn't understand the context of what you've said or they miss the context, everybody gets upset. They get their knickers in a twist. There's a big hoopla. Who did this? Well, there's who did there's this? Uh, cultural issues, too, especially if you're in an international company. You know, there's um, we look at different things for play and, and fun and, and all that. And, you know, there there are languages that don't even have a word for for fun. So how can you play if you don't know what fun is? Exactly. And so like Elon Musk is playing with some of his tweets on Mm -hmm. stuff. You know, like one of his tweets was, I'm going to put the Coke back in (laughs) Coca-Cola. And people are like uproar, like, oh, my God, you should pull the money from that. It's like, really? Come on. Yeah, we have lost our sense of humor. Here's the thing, though. Because he's Elon Musk, nothing was done to mm-hmm. him because of his position. Same with Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle went after Viacom. He went after Comedy Central. Mm-hmm. And he just said, look, I'm asking the fans and the investors change things up. Yeah. And he ended up, uh, I mean, uh, Netflix did it when they didn't have to, which is great. And he complimented them. The others, are they going to really change, or are they just putting on? They're just putting on uh, something superficial. Right, oh yeah, we lip, straighten lip, it out. Lip service. Lip service to Dave. We'll we'll give Dave because he's powerful. Only we're not going to change the underlying culture. Well, that's what happens with a lot of companies. They they will hire L and D people to uh, you know let's let's give this a, a shot when they don't change, and they they're not open. You know they're, they're they they silo themselves from their 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 people and then they wonder you know why we wasted money on this because nothing nothing changed you, you either you're gonna you're gonna deal with the issue and dig into it and be willing to dig down deep mm-hmm. companies uh, companies are, are creating their own psychological safety programs yeah and uh, you go into a site and you make a recommendation on what they should or shouldn't do they don't want to hear it now the whole idea for psychological safety is so people can feel they can share their ideas. And yet, in a class about psychological safety, you share an idea and they tell you why it's wrong. It's that that hypocrisy that's going on with businesses. And businesses are have difficulty changing culture because it changes power shifts. Yeah. And so anybody that speaks about changing the power grid, anybody who's talking about play is talking about changing the power grid, yeah. is met with resistance. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's met with superficiality and it's met with people not really doing anything. Or just, you know, sloughing it off like, yeah, right. That's, you know, that's not serious. In politics, there are all kinds of groups now starting. Some are good and some are bad about how we need to get the politicians out of politics. And we need people that are going to deal with the, the right issues and address the issues and not give just lip service mm-hmm. to it. The homeless situation is really complex. Right. If we brought play to the homeless, is it gonna make them better? No, it's not gonna make them better. The homeless, and they have all kinds of issues. There are some that are criminally homeless. There are some that are homeless because of circumstances, medical health, and some just because they didn't take care of their finances. We have to deal with the core issues. And that's kind of the where Rona's kind of looking at me like, where are you going with this? No, I, I'm, it, I'm, I'm listening are, and then I, I have, you, I, I'm, go ahead. The core issues in terms of play, it's not just bringing in play. It's de- if you bring, play could be used as a tool to say, hi, we're going to take a shot at dealing with core issues and, and we're nervous about this. We're uncomfortable about this. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's we're part going of the to, vulnerability. We're going to invest in it mm-hmm. and we're not going to have... We're not going to expect an ROI because that's just lying to yourself. Right. We're going to invest in this because we want to contribute to our people mm-hmm. as well as contribute to our investors. Well, and to that point, what you're saying is that they are going to take a risk. And play is all about risk because it's going out of your comfort zone, out of one's comfort zone. Well, adults don't take risks, which is exactly. why they don't play. Right. They that's, are working their systems yeah. and, and they their are, patterns. you know, and, and fear is pervasive in in business and in, in society. You know, we are, uh, I'm bringing it back, you know, we are afraid to, to laugh, which is my point that babies laugh on the average 
uh, wait, I have written down, 400 times a day, people over 35, only 15. And then a recent study of Gallup data for the U.S. found that we laugh significantly less on weekdays than we do on weekends. We have forgotten how to play. Just have an attitude of play, play and flip the mindset. It's a, a lot of play. Play overall, it's based on positive psychology. Daniel Goleman, that, that whole thing. And I want to bring up my friend Kathy Clotes Guest, who is, uh, she's a comedian. She worked in, in, in tech in Northern California, and she talks about humor in the workplace. And it's hard to find anymore. And there's a whole list of, of the uh, things. She, she talks about humor as an attitude of fun and that you can have fun without needing to be funny. And when you share appropriate humor, you can build rapport and build emotional, rather um, just an, an emotional connection that's uh, positive. And it puts people at, at ease and it can help you and your team be more productive because they're playing, they're having a good time. And it uh, reduces stress and helps with, with problem solving and, and all this kind of stuff. So, and they say that it's also been shown to increase likability and attractiveness, which I think is want, is why you wanted to work with me in the first place, because everyone likes me. <laughs> Everybody loves Rona, except that one except guy. Except that one person. That's right. <sighs> yeah, it, it, it's, it's all related, that, you know, fun, play, humor. So, Trust, authenticity, vulnerability, it's its all related. So I, so far, I think we've been doing really good on this. Now Pretty we good. come down to our next section, you know, which would be, okay, how do they remove this straight? How do businesses remove the straitjacket? And how would uh, we get organizations to, to approach it correctly instead of just throwing a five-hour seminar at them or something? They have to encourage psychological safety and do it in a certain way because you know people throw that that word around and it's been around since like somebody coined it in like the 60s or, yeah. or something like that and they just think that it can be you can snap your fingers and play is a way to introduce psychological safety in an innocent and an open way and you do it step by step by step and it, it grows it's not just a okay now we have psychological safety because i took this this class no you have to people don't like change they don't like like risk if you take baby steps and open their eyes little by by little pretty soon they will they will learn to to trust more so you have to you know it's it's not just about giving them psychological safety you want to make it up a priority and you want to be able to have good healthy discussions and teach people better communication skills number one and that uh, that ability to to stay open I doubt the Tesla board maybe maybe it is is encouraging Elon Musk to do these crazy things so he is really he's hanging it out there on a limb mm -hmm. and doing what he wants for the reasons he wants and maybe it's just he's got a lot of money you don't have to worry about yeah and maybe that's it same with Dave Ch uh, Chappelle nobody mm -hmm. I mean his agent wouldn't even back him he went to his agent and said can we straighten this situation out and I guess his agent said nope so he said Yep, I need a new agent. He was making decisions for himself, and I, I, I think that's what, what's lacking is there is there's, people are so busy worried about their existence and what's going on. There's really very little courage in the world. And it's sad that courage uh, can only be displayed if you've got that um, go-to-hell money. Mm -hmm. Or uh, uh, John, what's, uh, what was that scene in the movie? Where he talks about, you know, money. Once you got money coming in on a regular basis, you you don't have to take uh, garbage from your boss or anybody else. That kind of stuff. And you and those guys. Can use the curse word. Yeah, I don't. I <laughs> don't want it today. I'm, I'm yeah. trying to change that. Stuff. This is not the most playful podcast on play because we're we're delving at it from from a different uh, viewpoint. We will have another. I'm delving um, at it from total frustration yeah. in well, terms of okay, what I've seen implemented. You just jumped on me again. I did? <laughs> I'm sorry. I should be more playful. No, it's, uh, yes, we are going to actually have some of my my play peeps on this and, and talk about it from a more playful standpoint than what we're doing here. This is like a serious talk about play, and then we'll have a more playful one where Jeffrey will not be able to speak. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. She's going to warn them. She's going to warn them not to be. 
Well, look, I've, 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 and I've, I've read a lot of the articles from Play, and it's just, I've just. I keep sending him it. stuff. Read this, read this, read this. And it's just. It's and just, it, it frustrates you more because you just, yeah. He's it does. And, 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 and all of this is kind of coming to it. I don't know where this is leading. I don't know where psychological safety, play, what's going on in politics. I don't know where this is all leading. I just know that we're going to have to change things dramatically. Mm-hmm. And, and We have to loosen up, damn it. And, and have more fun. And yeah. less punitive things of uh, you yeah. know, making okay. people apologize for things they said. <sighs> Come on. You Get know. over yourself. Get. I mean, I, I, I see. I'm not going to mention names, but there are famous people who just take themselves way too seriously. And just because, yes, it's it's great that because you're famous, you have a platform. And at the same time, you know, you have to lighten up because not not everything is a personal affront to you. Madonna did her little acceptance speech to the Woman's Award, mm-hmm. Woman of the Year for some group yeah. and stuff. And and I'm a huge a huge fan of her from her talent, from her singing. Okay. And I'm I'm actually not. And go ahead. I just the credibility of her, her speech. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were things I was looking at her. There were things that I think she was. Um, Let's say enhancing what she was talking about, exaggerating, and, lying, and I just it's, body language, etc. Yeah, yeah and it. It, the whole thing was very, very serious to her, and I understand that. And it was all it was kind of victimy, mm-hmm. which I don't. I've never thought of her as a victim. I understand everybody's got frustrations, uh, and as a matter of fact, you know, one of these days Elon Musk may get canned by the board because he does something. And uh, well, yeah. I, I think he will be okay, money-wise. <laughs> it's not, but it's not about money-wise. It's, it's about well, it's about people making um, decisions that are not based on the reality. Like with Dave Chappelle, mm-hmm. he, his whole point was, "Yes, I signed the contract. Everybody at the table told me it was a good contract. Right? They were all friends." <laughs> It wasn't. Were. The term were. <laughs> they were so, all friends. So his point was, is it right? And mm-hmm. I think that is the core. And that's where I want to come to this for, for kind of the end. Businesses and business leaders have to do what's right. And they have to stop getting off of, is this right? Is this helping or hurting more? So if somebody does something and it's out of context, is it right to fire them for it, for making a mistake. No, because you're going to train everyone else at work that if you don't toe the line, you're going to get fired. You're a leadership. And what that means is your people are going to start withholding. Mm -hmm. So this quiet quitting that's going on, they're blaming it on the people. I think the quiet quitting is survival mode for people that have to work, Mm -hmm. that need the work. And businesses right now are actually losing the greatest asset they have, which is the creative minds of their people. I agree. And what's even worse is when an educational organization does Mm -hmm. that. I think it's an absolute crime. And you can't even tell organizations like that, that, oh, by the way, and this is going on at colleges and universities and corporate education places all the time. They don't want to hear the bad news. And they don't want to hear anybody that differs from their opinion. And it's, it's really... It's it's sad, and uh, well, it's that it's that that fear of you know we were talking about it earlier that something else comes in and I don't know it so I'm losing control, yeah. and uh, you know it could be that they're afraid not to not to know something you know so all of these things there's no vul- vulnerability there's no transparency. And, you know, that's why, you know, L&D professionals who are in the play world, that's what we're trying to explain to people that play is a is is an avenue for that greater understanding. It's not it's not just the like an end and results. It's the vehicle to get to a safer place. So that's that's what what play is. And and on that that note, another way to instill more play is encourage a beginner's mindset or a child's mindset, which is a term used to describe a true beginner. You go in without any preconceived judgments, uh, with a sense of, of of newness and curiosity, where you ask questions and uh there's no expectations uh, you know 
so it's it's a world of possibilities. Gee, what is this? What if we did this? What happens if we change things around? I don't know. Let's try it. Ooh, what a concept. Let's try something new. Well, here's what goes on, Rona. So I've got a little story on this one. Oh, goody. We so I worked story. with worked with a group, Oregon Recovery Group, federally designated Oregon Recovery Group. There are 50 of them in the the United States. And they have to meet uh, uh, basically quotas set by the government on efficiency mm-hmm. and operation. It's a way of measuring them. And they have to get two out of the three. And this one group was, they'd never gotten the third one. Mm-hmm. They had the two, so they were fine and they weren't going to lose it. They, they, they brought um, our group in, me in, to try and help this out for them. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and, and one of the first things, remember I said that, you know, I, it was sad what what's going on in business. And then people can see my anger over this stuff coming. Well, that's basically follows the Kubler-Ross model of, of grief, the stages mm-hmm. of grief. Well, one of the things that a lot of, not a lot of people know is that was an intuitive model. Hmm. It was not done with research. And yet it was an intuitive model just like the MBTI was an intuitive model. It wasn't based on scientific research. And it stuck because it got a certain amount of traction and stuff. Well... One of the things that this group did is one of their problems was from administrative, they were very clicky. Mm-hmm. And this group had separated itself and they, they were seeing the other groups as enemies and they, they couldn't joke. Nobody would joke with them from the other, nobody would play mm-hmm. with them because they were closed off. One of the things they attacked was when I brought up the Kubler Ross, oh, that is absolute false. This is what we do, this is the model we follow. And I said, well, where's the science behind that model? Well, this is blah, blah, blah. They used, they didn't come into it with a child mind. Mm-hmm. And what they did was they had protection uh, around them. And this is, oh, you guys don't understand us. You're wrong. They, how could your group help us if you believe the Kubler-Ross model? Didn't say I believed it. We were just bringing it up to talk about it. Mm-hmm. It's because this fear that's going on. And so I think in organizations where you can't play, I think in organizations um, in terms of curiosity, in mm-hmm. an organization that cannot come into a discussion with a child like mine, I think it's fear. Of course it that is. That is driving everything, which means, and I'm talking fear from the leadership and the investors mm-hmm. and the everyone in management. I think that what's going on is we have people in jobs and because, and believe me, I understand that the complexity, investors are asking for guarantees on returns on investment in a world where we, it is become so complex nobody can difficult to guarantee anything yeah and in that world to change that color culture from fearful to uh, playful mm-hmm. is almost impossible and i think what elon musk is doing sorry is i think one of the reasons he's doing continue to do what he does mm-hmm. is to keep sending a message to his employees hey guys it's okay it's okay to make mistakes it's okay to take heat. It's okay for people to be critical of you. I want you to still play. I want you to still work on stuff. Yeah, and it it, it is taking a small foothold, you know, as we, uh, and it's taking more of a foothold in creative companies and even like food companies, uh, Ben and Jerry's. They they allow their people to. I think I've uh, I made this point in in another podcast. Ben and Jerry's has a has an ice cream graveyard where they allow their people to play with with flavors. Oh, let's try you know artichoke and uh, sprinkles ice cream. And when that doesn't work, it goes to the ice cream uh, graveyard. And uh, even you know Google, eighty percent of the time I think it's like seventy five eighty percent of the time you they're they're doing the work that they were paid to do and they get 20 25 percent to try new things let's let's play with it that's that's where that you know play with it see what you come up with right to work on a project right so if you you know allow your company 20 percent of the time to try new things try and fail don't be judge judgmental you know let them be curious to new things and if your people don't know how that's when you need to bring in people who you know l and d specialists who can create that one step at a time safety you know it's like when when little kids are are shy they will watch other kids who are a little bit bolder 
and they see, oh my God, it's okay to do that. So there are ways if you have people who it's like, you know, everyone's going to come into the, the main area and we're going to play this game to work on cohesiveness. No, that's forced fun. So you have to know, all right, the people who don't want to play, you're going to give them something else to do. And then when they watch and they're like, oh, I guess maybe it isn't so bad. And that little step will embol embolden them. Em is that, a, is that a word? You know, to take that next step and be a little bit more open, be a little bit more vulnerable. So there are, you know, ways to, to get people to be more, more open. And it just has to come from the top down. Except the top down, I don't think they've, I don't know, the amount of skills that are required to be able to deliver this is just amazing. They have to be able to um, well, that's suspend why their own judgment. Right. That's why it, it's, it's, it's hard to do it from the inside. So maybe, well, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we're, we, we're, you know, we, we bring them like, for instance, you know, Playful Mind Projects brings them, you know, skills and things like that, that, that will carry them further than just a, a two day program or a, a six month program. Well, yeah, I know. And you've been working diligently on that. And you've got beautiful structure to it. It's a full extensive program. Mm -hmm. And for somebody to think, oh, we just want a little program. If that's the mentality, oh, we just want a little program on play. They're really, it's, it's, they're just missing the boat on that. Yeah. Okay. And then um, the last point is just don't throw games at them because there's a difference between, you know, games and, and, and play. Uh, like I said, just throwing games and saying, Every, we're all going to come in, play this, this game. Well, not everyone's going to, going to want to. So you or have be in to, the right mind frame. Right. I was actually out the other day walking on the, on, on the beach and there was a group taking a picture and I said, you know, would you like me to take a picture of you? She said, no, no, no. We're doing a company scavenger hunt. So one of the things we have to do is prove that we all went to the, to the beach and take a picture and not everyone was really into it. You could see just on their body language, you know, it was like, I have to do this. I really don't want to be outside and I don't like the yeah, beach, really. you know. Exactly. So that was a form of force fun. And I was just like, okay, yeah, yeah, do your thing. So, uh, yeah. no. so anyway, there's a lot to do in this subject. Uh, there's a lot of study that needs to go on. There are going to be a lot of more discoveries on this subject. Yeah. Um, do you have any final tips on this for? You know, it's it's yeah. It's don't don't take this particular podcast as an indication of of what play is all about. I mean, if you've heard other other podcasts and if you know me at all, I'm much more more playful and there is, you know, this was a a, a serious talk about play because R I this was not what I had in mind when I first R wanted to do Rona's now making on, excuses on because I've taken her off take because she thinks that you have to demonstrate play. Well, we, you took this in a totally different I did, direction than I did. I did, and I appreciate wanted. you letting and me do that. And I just that. said, you know what? It's not worth the argument. All right, fine. Let's just talk about this. <laughs> Look, my whole point on this is play is seriously important to business and it, because creativity and innovation are two modules that need a ton of attention and you can't go through successfully unless you've got kind of a playful mind frame to, to do it. The play is going to help you with innovation and it's going to help deliver the results you need and help you be at more cutting edge from an organizational standpoint. The problem is you have to have healthy discussions about it and your discussions with executives on play or a program on play, you're going to get a lot of pushback. Absolutely. And it's one of the reasons I think we're very successful in this area is we've done the subjects. We've gone over how they look at it so we can step into their shoes and understand all the objections they have to mm -hmm. play and why they're doing it. And when I see other... and. You know, I see other companies trying to get in, go down this path and get into there. And I'm going, wow, you know, they're just, they're going to give it a bad example, put a bad taste in people's mouth because they're going to over promise and under deliver with a program that's doomed to fail because that has dealt with the real issues. So I guess there's some fear in me too, which is why we kind of went down this way. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I have seen in, from my work from every, uh, with, you know, companies from uh, cancer research to movie marketing and everything in between how it's you know it's the people that make the process of play work right and you have to uh you have to trust the process and when people are unfamiliar with it 
that's that's where their their reticence come uh, come in and it's a it, it's a hurdle that is that is not easily gotten unless you can you can it's a, a lot of times it's 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 showing them and you know giving them a little demonstration right, and they're like right. Oh, this is different than I thought. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. People uh, have. Here's the thing. It's an oxymoron. People have judgments about the word play. It's like play and work are both four-letter words. <laughs> uh oh. And and that that trust that we know what we're doing is give it a shot. Right. And words to the wise. If you're at a comedy club and nobody's laughing, doesn't mean it's not funny. <laughs> Just means a little close to home. That's right. <laughs> and. If you're given a class on psychological safety and nobody has any questions and nobody gets involved other than the targeted programs, you probably oh, don't have any comedy that, in your program. Was that by, by, by chance a message? I, I never have messages the, for anybody. The opinions um, The opinions expressed by, by, by Jeffrey, by Jeffrey have nothing to do with Rona's <laughs> opinions Just on throwing that, that out there. Yep. Please do not throw out Rona, the guilty with the bathwater, Jeffrey. Jeffrey's just hit his point. Oh, my gosh. Oh, well. That's okay. You know what puts uh, me in a good mood? What? Surfing. So I'm, I'm heading go. out. Uh, it's already started to rain. The 90 degree, 90, oh my God, 95% like, humidity is now brutal. turned to 100% humidity. My hair looks good, though. Yes, yeah. and the water is still warm, and while it's warm, I'm yeah. gonna go. So if you if you actually want to know what the good stuff is about play, you can go to playfulmindproject.com, and that will give you a little bit more information on what play does for companies. Because we didn't really go into that that much, and I don't want you to get the idea that it's insurmountable. We just talked about things that people don't want to talk about. In yeah, this Rona's bringing in a, her gang to to pick on me, and so. I yeah. can't wait. You can't wait. <laughs> she figures if she's got me outnumbered, she can out. It's uh, Yeah, I don't have to be the only one because, uh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> All right. That's it for today. I'm Rona Lewis. Not very happy, Rona Lewis. And I'm Jeffrey Hansler. And uh, I really have to compliment my colleague for letting us try this. We're, we're still um, playing around. Boy, big gulp. Well, body language is not good on that. Okay. See ya. See ya. You've been listening to the Biz Souls podcast with your hosts, Rona Lewis and Jeffrey Hansler. Did you have fun? Subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Talk to you next week.